I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Cubone. Now, I know I say that every week, and I always mean it. I love Pokemon, and it wouldn't be the same without every single monster. But I really love Cubone. As a Pokemon fan, people are always quick to ask me who my favourite Pokemon is. There are a few candidates, all of whom you'll eventually hear about in this podcast. The answer I've given for the longest time, and which I tend to give to people who aren't familiar with any Pokemon but the original 151, is Cubone. A combination of cub and bone, Cubone is indeed a little baby dinosaur wearing a skull and wielding a bone. People have suggested that the imagery, at least, might be inspired by dinosaur fossils. I was born in London, and for me as a kid the Natural History Museum was the coolest place in the world. Even to this day, the sight of big stone terror lizard skeletons is a favourite attraction of mine, so it's no surprise that Cubone's design looks very cool to me. Of course, there are no shortage of cool-looking Pokémon. There are no shortage of cute-looking Pokémon either. In fact, there are a fair few which manage to get the balance right between both. There's a little more to my love for Cubone. My first memory of this Pokémon comes from Pikachu's Vacation, the short anime that played before the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. In the finale, it highlights Cubone as the lonely Pokémon, keeping to himself but then he decides to go and help the others pull Charizard from the playhouse he's managed to get his head stuck into. This sad little dinosaur in a skull hat intrigued me, and I later took great interest in Cubone's story in the original Red and Blue games. While the real focal point of that sequence was Marowak, who I'll discuss later, in the recent Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, Cubone's role in Lavender Town was expanded upon, Cubone even joining the rival's team. It was a lovely touch as far as I'm concerned. We are introduced to Cubone as grieving for its dead mother, whose ghost now haunts Pokemon Tower in Lavender Town. This is the essential element of Cubone, its sadness over a great loss, and it manifests in every incarnation, making Cubone Pokemon's version of Batman. The Pokemon Yellow Pokedex puts it nice and succinctly. Where's the skull of its deceased mother? Its cries echo inside the skull and come out as a sad melody. According to Ruby and Sapphire, the stains on the skull the Pokemon wears are made by the tears it sheds. Something else often mentioned in the Pokedex is the mystery of Cubone. Just like Batman, the original red and blue entry reads, Because it never removes its skull helmet, no one has ever seen this Pokemon's real face. For as long as Pokemon has been around, people have speculated about Cubone's origin. Many Pokémon have a mother, and some of those Pokémon surely die. What is it about Cubone that makes it unique? Is this a species where the females die in childbirth? If that were the case, surely they would have developed not to worry about it, but Cubone is clearly a sad, sad little beastie. For a long time, the most convincing theory was that Cubone is in fact the infant from a Kangaskhan's pouch whose mother has died. It looks similar enough, and of course, an animal which had never known anything but that life would struggle to handle being left alone. Of course, none of this quite works when you consider the logistics of breeding Pokémon in-game, but as I've said before, such a purely mechanical system 
probably shouldn't be read into too deeply as a source for game world lore. Sometimes it's easy to think of Pokemon like normal animals, fitting the same rules as any biological creature, but they are magical and fantastical. Cubone and Marowak are strange if you imagine them living like ordinary animals, but as a dark fantasy creature born from tragedy, they have their own logic to them. While I'm not a big fan for out there fan theories, there's a little something to make this one more convincing. In Pokemon Sun and Moon, the concept of SOS battles was introduced. Wild Pokemon could scream for backup, and others of their species would come and help them. This is a handy system for grinding out levels or seeking for shinies. Curiously, when a Cubone calls for help, that backup could come in the form of other Cubones, Marowaks, or even a Kangaskhan. Like all the best mysteries, we'll probably never get the full answers about Cubone's origins, but it is nice to see Nintendo throw us little bones, if you'll excuse the pun. In Detective Pikachu, recently released in cinemas, Cubone's status as the lonely Pokemon was used to build character for Tim Goodman, the human lead. As well as the fact that I got to see a gorgeous little Cubone in the real world, I love this moment for showing that the film's creators really understood the world of Pokemon. The Pokedex in Moon says, According to some, it will evolve when it comes to terms with the pain of her death. Apparently, the way to come to terms with a death like that is to level up to level 28. At that level, Cubone evolves into Marowak. Marowak in Japanese is called Garagara, an onomatopoeia for bones rattling. Cubone, incidentally, is called Karakara, a lighter version of the same sound. Marowak is ironically a little less likely to rattle, as in the evolution process the skull helmet has been grafted onto the head like a bony exoskeleton. Marowak is a pretty straightforward evolution, but it does look very cool while still being conceivably huggable. Marowak was a pretty tough monster on the competitive scene, particularly in the second generation when it first gained the ability to hold its signature item, the Thick Club, and make the most of its classic bone-launching moves. Pokedex entries talk about a Marowak graveyard, referencing the apocryphal Elephant's Graveyard of Africa. While Cubone's origins do probably lie in Kangaskhan, there's no doubt that they've developed into their own little species and culture, wielding bones and wearing skulls. In the original Game Boy games, as well as being haunted by Ghastler and Haunter, Lavender Town's Pokemon Tower was also haunted by the genuine ghost of a deceased Marowak. While it is a creepy, cool and touching encounter freeing Marowak's soul, what made it fascinating to me was that this ghost sprite could also be pulled from the game's code for another monster. Missing though. The glitch Pokemon, the original number 000, was an obsession of mine as a child and definitely deserves an episode somewhere down the line. It could also evolve into Kangaskhan, as it happens. This ghost connection is expanded upon in Pokemon Sun and Moon. In the Alola region, Cubones could evolve when they reach level 28 at night into a different form of Marowak. Alolan Marowak is a fire and ghost type, powered by the avenging spirits of the dead ancestors which have so long driven the race. Their twirling and burning bones are inspired by the fire knives of Samoan culture, lit machetes which are twirled in historic ritual dances. Alolan Marowak feels like a pitch-perfect addition to the monster's life. It takes Cubone's tragic motivation and uses it to empower the character. The Pokemon Let's Go Pokedex puts it best. It has transformed the spirit of its dear departed mother into flames, 
and tonight it will once again dance in mourning of others of its kind. Just as the dark and brooding Chris Nolan Batman works best when juxtaposed with Adam West campiness, Alolan Marowak has a lighter side as well as being an avenging ghost warrior. The dance-inspired origins translate into lovable animations and a pretty hilarious sequence in one of Sun and Moon's island trials. I'm someone who loves to shake my booty at a club now and again, so having a Marowak who wants to dance with somebody, feel the heat with somebody, is a great feeling. Alolan Marowak had some tricksy moves and typing, which gave it a brief and interesting competitive niche. As ever, I'm far from an expert, but there are great resources for the competitive scene on that YouTube website all the kids are watching these days. Disappointingly though, its signature move Shadow Club, which lets it take advantage of both its attack stat and its ghost typing, was not available in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Cubone, along with both Marowaks, is a cool dinosaur monster. More than that though, it's a sad little animal who needs a hug. I guess I'm just a big old softy, because that gets me every time. If Cubone can evolve into such a badass, I think we can all take some inspiration. Music for Luke vs Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie, and artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Shout out to our newest supporters on Patreon, Andrew Rice and Jonathan Cromie himself. If you're enjoying Loot Plus Pokemon, and you haven't already, please head on over to the Twitter and Facebook pages, which can both be found at LootClubsPKMN. From there you can see new episodes, or get in contact about the Pokemon we'll be covering next week. Hitmon Lee and Hitmon Chan, and of course Hitmon Top and Tyrogue. I'd love to hear from you about any monster, so please say hi. I love Cubone, and remember, I love you too. <laughs>